This is Future Proof Brands, and I am Larry Light. And I am Joan Kidden. Today, Larry and I are talking about marketing's greatest sin. The greatest marketing sin is that there is no legal definition of a brand. No one in marketing is doing anything about this. In fact, even the World Intellectual Property Organization has avoided the issue of defining a brand. And without a legal definition of a brand, protecting your brand from imitators is very difficult. You can protect your logo, you can protect your slogan, you can protect your trademark, you can protect your invention of a patent, but your brand is not protected. Protection is all about value. For sustainable increase in shareholder value, we must create enduring customer value. You cannot have sustainable, profitable growth of the bottom line unless you have quality growth of the top line. And you can't have quality growth of the top line unless you have meaningful, dependable, protectable brands. Imagine you're in a legal case. Your brand is under attack. Imagine that you invite a branding guru as an expert witness. At some point, at some moment, the time will come when somebody's lawyer asks, Miss Expert or Mr. Guru, what is a brand? If you get 10 experts, you'll have 20 definitions. Expert or guru, they will each have their own definition. A brand is about image. No, a brand is a logo. A brand is about positioning. No, a brand is about value. I've taught hundreds of executives in branding programs. And when I ask what is a brand, I receive 20 or even 30 different answers. Many of these executives are actually in brand management, yet they can't define what they do. It's unbelievable that we don't have a widely accepted, legally defensible definition of a brand. The time has come. We should be able to say, I swear, under oath, this is the definition of a brand. But we can't do that today. And it's distressing. The word brand does not exist in law. A lawyer once said to me, Joan, we cannot defend what you in marketing cannot define. And she was right. Marketers, branders, the whole lot of gurus are unwilling to come up with a defensible definition because everyone, every guru, every consultant, advertising maven, they all believe they have their own definition. And not having an agreed-to, widely-held legal definition of a brand is a failure. Think about it. When we talk about marketing, we don't talk about trademark loyalty. We talk about brand loyalty. We don't talk about trademark loyalty management. We talk about brand loyalty management. We talk about brand power. We talk about brand value. We talk about brand equity. We have two different words, trademark and brand. Why? Because they mean different things. So true. An article on VW's Porsche brand going public stated that VW Group CEO is holding a capital markets day in the spring to showcase the equity 
of the group's 10 brands, leading to a total equity story for VW Group. The CEO did not say trademark equity. Go on the internet. You'll find this definition of a trademark, a name, term, design, symbol, or any other feature that identifies one seller's goods or services as distinct from those of other sellers. Sadly, go on the internet site of the American Marketing Association, a group that should know better, and this is the AMA's brand definition. A name, term, design, symbol, or any other feature that identifies one seller's goods or services as distinct from those of other sellers. Same wording as a trademark. Go to Wikipedia and type in brand. Guess what? The definition of a brand is the same as the definition of a trademark. All of those university students writing papers for a marketing class using Wikipedia as fact are using the wrong definition. Worse yet, their professors are accepting this. The actual legal definition of a trademark is any word, name, symbol, or design, or any combination thereof used in commerce to identify and distinguish the goods of one manufacturer or seller from those of another and to indicate the source of the goods. There's a meaningful, relevant, important difference between a trademark and a brand. In our language and in our practice, we recognize there's a difference, and we must make that difference legally defensible. The basic concept of a trademark is widely accepted. The trademark identifies the distinctive source of the product or service. So, Larry, let's provide our definition of a brand. A brand is any distinctive identity that distinguishes a specific promise associated with a specific product or service, differentiating that product or service from others in the marketplace. The word promise is very important. Promise is fundamental. Here are some of the implications. You trademark promise product. You trademark products. You brand promises. Your brand has, is the promise associated with the product. Here's an example. The trademark crest identifies the source of fluoride toothpaste, but the brand crest is the source of the promise that you will die with your own natural, gorgeously white teeth attached to your head. Its current tagline is, extend the life of your teeth. This is a very big promise, and this promise must be defensible in, own, in court, as well as defensible with the consumer. Crest's Crest goal in marketing is to develop, grow, and own the promise of a lifetime of healthy, gorgeously white teeth. Keeping with our definition of a brand, Let's define a brand promise. A brand promise is, buy this brand, you will get this experience. A brand promise defines the relevant, differentiated experience a user will receive time after time. 
Think about Harley Davidson. It's an extraordinary brand. It's more than a promise of a motorcycle. It's a promise that if you buy a Harley, you will get a unique Harley experience. Harley has extraordinary brand loyalty. Some Harley owners are actually willing to tattoo the logo on their arm. Think about it. That's truly long-term commitment to the brand. So it's critical to remember, you brand promises, not products. A promise creates an expectation. The product is the evidence that you conform to that expectation. Trademark products, but brand promises. Brand management's goal is to attach a promise to a trademark. The goal is to turn a trademark into standing for a relevant, differentiated promise. That's how you turn a trademark into a brand. Brand management is all about becoming the most valuable brand in every market in which you compete. Sometimes, just a color can actually be a valuable trademark. Owens Corning has trademarked pink. For customers who don't think it's worth the time or the energy to become experts in fiberglass, the least you can do is look for the color pink, the ultimate brand in fiberglass installation. Post-it Notes has trademark its distinctive yellow. Tide is not merely a trademark for detergent. Tide is the promise for heavy-duty cleaning of the worst stains on clothes. Tide cleans best. Tide once ran an advertisement called A Sock in a Sock in a Pocket. Some little boy got his white socks all muddy. He didn't want his mom to find out, so... He rolled one sock into the other and stuck the balled-up socks in his shorts pocket. His mom washed the shorts with Tide, not knowing that the muddy socks were in the pocket. When the laundry was finished, she noticed the lump in the pocket. She pulled out the sock in the sock in the pocket, and both socks were fabulously clean and white. People pay a premium for this extraordinary cleaning power. Exactly. A brand has value. Your brand's value is threatened if you can't legally define and own your brand. Here's a great example of the value of a powerful brand. Once, Toyota and General Motors shared a manufacturing factory in California. This factory was called Numi. Numi manufactured the Toyota Corolla, and in the same factory, they manufactured the Geo Prism. Toyota is one of the most powerful brands in the world. Geo might also well have been a powerful brand. Instead, it's a guess who brand, which is probably what you're thinking right now. What's a Geo Prism? Well, the Geo Prism and the Toyota Corolla were made on the exact same production line. The two vehicles looked the same. The two vehicles didn't charge the same. Toyota charged 
$300 more per vehicle. That's not a small amount. That resulted in $108 million more for Toyota, $128 million more for Toyota dealers, and GeoPRISM does not exist anymore. The difference was not the vehicle. The difference was not the production. The difference was not the employees. The difference was not the technology. The difference was Toyota Corolla was a more powerful, more valuable brand. GeoPRISM was a trademark. Toyota Corolla was a brand worth millions of dollars. We were involved in a similar situation when we worked with the Nissan Turnaround Team in 1999. In the U.S., at that time, Nissan was surviving on offering customers incentives. You know, when dealers shave dollars off the list price. Incentives are expensive for dealerships and for manufacturers. Nissan wanted to cut back on incentives. Incentives were cheapening the brand. Financial incentives just enhanced customer perceptions that Nissan was a cheap, poor-quality brand. To understand the depth of this problem, Nissan conducted market research with two identical Nissan vehicles. One vehicle was actually branded Nissan. The other was branded Toyota. Carlos Ghosn, the CEO of Nissan at the time, observed in Business Week. He publicly revealed that customers were willing to pay over $1,000 more for the Toyota brand than for the Nissan brand. That meant that Nissan would have to offer incentives of over $1,000 per vehicle in order to convince a customer to just consider a Nissan. A brand identifies more than a product. We cannot say this enough. A brand identifies and distinguishes a promise associated with a product. Brands can be valuable business assets. We need to be able to own and protect these assets that cost us million dollars. To create. The concept of brand is not in the law books. The legal cases in which brands play a role are all about trademark infringement and trademark dilution. For example, according to the New York Times, between 2019 and 2021, Apple filed 215 trademark oppositions to defend its logo, including an opposition to the logo of the Appleton Wisconsin Arena, which is a three-ringed interlocking Apple's logo, and an opposition to the stage name of a singer, Frankie Pineapple, and her exploding pineapple logo. Apple indicated this is the way Apple can protect its brand from weakening. Since there is no legal definition of a brand, trademark opposition is the only route to pretend, protect against dilution. That is the reduction of Apple's value. However, trademark dilution is not brand dilution. With trademark opposition, the source is protected 
The experience is not. For our marketing environment that is all about selling experiences, this lack of protection is sinful. You would think that the legions of intellectual property lawyers would want to do something about this. Marketing has the important lead role in creating valuable brands. We must be able to legally own and protect the value we create. So now is the time for marketing to create and institute a legal definition of a brand. Thank you for listening. And please visit our website, architur.com, to learn more about our thinking. That's A-R-C-A-T-U-R-E. And remember, the future is uncertain. But you can start today to future-proof your brands for enduring profitable growth tomorrow.